بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters we are looking at these lives of the Sahaba رضوان الله عليهم أجمعين and the idea of all these uh, sessions is to try to look at the highlights of their lives and see what we can apply in our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu created, He sent His Nabi Rasulullah sallallahu about whom He said, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةٌ Allah said, which means, verily in the life of the Nabi alayhi salam sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a good example, is the best example for the one who looks forward to the day of judgment and to the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a great deal. So the whole life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi not any particular aspect alone, the entire life of Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is a good example for you. Meaning that anything in your life that you need guidance upon, look for that in the life of Rasulullah Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also created an entire generation of people to support him who followed him bil ihsan who followed him in exactness, in excellence, in every aspect of their lives. To put it briefly, as I always say, the difference between the Sahaba and us is that they put the deen in the center and their own desires and their own lives and their own needs and everything else around that. Right? The deen was in the center. The deen was central. It was unalterable. It was not changeable. It was what came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever else they needed to do, their lives, their families, their businesses, their anything else was around that. And they changed that to align it with the deen. And if it did not align with the deen, they left it. Right? It's as simple as that. If, if, if there is something I want to do and if there is no space for that in Islam, then I will not do it. As simple as that. We, on the other hand, we do the exact opposite, which is we put our desires in the center and then we put the deen around it. And if there is something in the deen which doesn't align with my desire, then I leave the deen. I try to somehow twist and, and turn the deen and make it align and if it does not align, then I leave the deen and this is our problem. Now among these Sahaba, Ridwan, as far as we are concerned, all of them are beacons of guidance. But obviously, there are some who are very special and we are looking at some of them. We looked at the best of them, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq And today I want to briefly mention the second of them. This is not some hierarchy which I am creating. This is what Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made. 
اکارڈنگ ٹو رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم آفٹر ہم واز ابو بکر صدیق اینڈ آفٹر ابو بکر صدیق واز عمر ابن الخطاب عمر فاروق رضی اللہ عنہ سو دس از ناٹ سم ہائر آرکی دیٹ از دیٹ آئی ایم کریٹنگ اور سم بڈ از کریٹنگ اٹ از واٹ نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کریٹڈ واٹ ہی ایکسپلین اینڈ واٹ ہی ٹولڈ اس نوسائز نمبر آف کورس ایز وی آل نو دی دا اسٹوری فرام ویئر اٹ اسٹارٹس ہی واز ناٹ اونلی ون آف دی موسٹ ون آف دا اسٹرانگسٹ اپوننٹس اینڈ دا اسٹرانگسٹ اپوزرز آف رسول وسلم بٹ ہی واز دی اونلی ون ہو ایکچولی ڈرو اے سورٹ اینڈ سیٹ آئی ول برنگ دا ہیڈ آف محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہیئر نو بڈی ہیلتھ ڈڈ دیٹ آئی مین امیجن دیٹ پرٹیکولر ایکشن ایون سم بڈی لائک ابو الحب اینڈ ابو جیل اینڈ سو آن سو آن دے ڈڈ مینی تھنگس بٹ نو بڈی ایکچولی ڈرو اے سورٹ اینڈ سیٹ آئی ایم گوئنگ ناؤ ٹو کل رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم عمر بن الخطاب رضی اللہ عنہ واز دا فرسٹ اینڈ دی اونلی پرسن ہو ڈڈ Now, this incident itself, in my view, demonstrates the very nature of Umar ibn al-Khattab And what was that nature? That nature was the nature about which Rasulullah said once, he said, my two sahaba, he said, Abu Bakr is like Ibrahim and he is like Isa salam. And Nabi recited the ayat in the Quran. where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called Ibrahim alayhi salam al-Halim. He says, very, very soft and very kind person. And the ayat of, in Surah Al-Mayad uh, at the end, where Isa alayhi salam, the conversation between Isa alayhi salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Isa alayhi salam says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the ayat in the Quran, إِن تُعَزِّبْهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ عِبَادُكَ وَإِن تَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ فَإِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ He said that if you, Ya Allah, if you want to give them adab, they are your slaves. But if you want to forgive them, then you are the most powerful, you are the most knowledgeable, you have your and, and hikmah. And if you want to punish them, you can punish them. So, Abu Bakr Siddiq, Nabi Wasallam said, this sahabi of mine, this companion, he is like this. He is very, very soft-hearted. About Umar al-Khattar, Rasulullah said, he is like Nuh alayhi salam and Musa alayhi salam. Right? So, Nuh alayhi salam made the dua, Ya Allah, wipe this earth clean. Subhanallah, may Allah make this today, inshallah. And uh, about uh, Musa alayhi salam, especially about Musa alayhi salam, the, the thing that stands out about Musa alayhi salam is that Musa alayhi salam was a man who, who never stayed silent in the face of anything which he considered to be injustice. Including in the case in, in Surah Al-Kahf, which we read the, with, with Khizr uh, alayhi salam. Now, Even though he told Khidr salam, I will not say anything, I will keep quiet, I will not ask any question and so on. But every single time he asked, how, how can you do this? How can... Now, <laughs> right? Now that is his nature. That is his, he is, is not a man who can simply stand and, or sit and watch something happening without, without standing for it. And this is a beautiful nature of the, of the moment of the Muslim who will, Amar will maruf or Nahi al Munkar. He simply cannot see something wrong happening and then, okay, so it's happening. You know, I'm a spectator. No. A Muslim is never respected. This our, among our many, many problems is one, is one problem which is we have become spectators. We just watch things happening. Right? Any kind of haram is happening, injustice is happening, people are being, all kinds of stuff, we are watching. Our hearts have become dead. This is not the nature of the Muslim. The nature of the Muslim is to stand up and do something about it. 
And, and Musa, Musa is a classic one of that. Never allowed anything to have. Anything happened, Musa is What's going on? Why is it going on? Now, Umar ibn al-Khattab was like this. So, starting even though when he drew the sword against, against Rasulullah obviously this is not a good action. But that shows his nature. He cannot simply allow something to... He saw the coming of Rabbi Sallallahu and being and the preaching of Islam as something wrong. So, he stood up and said, I am going to stop this. Right? That is his nature. Whatever he thinks is wrong cannot happen. I will stop it. Then what happens? He is going with his drawn sword. He meets Saad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu anhu. And Sayyidina Saad says, where are you going? He said, I am going to finish this. He knew that Saad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu was a Muslim. He said, I am going to finish this whole fitna. So Sayyidina Saad radiallahu anhu laughed and he said, you go finish the fitna in your house first. Uh, you got a problem in your own home. He said, what? He said, go see your sister Fatima. Fatima bin Khattab. So he turned around, went to his sister's house and he overheard because she and her husband were learning Quran. So he overheard the recitation of Quran. And then he came to the door, he hammered on the door. The Sahabi was teaching them, he hid because they were afraid. They said, this man will kill or something. So, <laughs> so she opened the door. She saw her brother with, with a sword. And you know, Sayyidina Omar Adelanu, I should say this. Sayyidina Omar Adelanu was a professional wrestler. He was a very big man. He was huge. He was massive. He was, profession, he was a professional wrestler, which means he had big muscles. Right? So he was not talking about some small... He, he was physically very intimidating. He was, a, he was a huge, big man. He was very powerful. He had big muscles. So he was physically very intimidating. People, they, they looked at him and they, and they feared him because of his size and, and so on and his reputation. And uh, that man standing with a drawn sword is, is, is not a joke, right? So his brother-in-law came trying to protect his wife. Sayyidina Omar hit him, threw him on the ground and he... he, he he sat on him. His sister came to save her husband. He hit her. So, blood came out of her mouth. That brought down his own temper. When he saw his own sister bleeding, it brought down his temper. So, he got up. He left his brother-in-law. Now, she was the sister of Amar Abdul Khattab. So he can frighten people, but he can't frighten his sister. So she's not going to get frightened with him. So she said, you want to kill us, kill us. But we have accepted Islam. And nothing is going to change that. So do all your raving and ranting and screaming. I don't care. You want to kill us, kill us. <coughs> so he sheathed his sword. He said, he apologized. He said, no, I'm sorry. I did all this. What is it you were eating? Show me. She said, no, I can't show you. I, you can't touch that. You are, you are dirty. So he said, what do I need to do to, for you to show me what you were eating? He said, go make khusam. Take a bath and come. So he went and he did ghusl and he came back. And then she showed him what they were reading. And they were reading as far as I know from, they were reading the, the opening ayat of Surah Taha. The glory and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
you read these ayat and you said this is what you were this is what Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has brought and Fatima said yes this is what he has brought so now he he left the paper there and he went for Baitul Arqam where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was and the sahaba was so now when they re- when he reached there they don't know what's happening when he reached there there is Umar ibn al-Khattab standing there and he got a sword and everything else so the the sahaba who looked through the window they they were afraid so they said this is Umar now there was also Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib he was also there with the Messiah Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib said open the door let him come inside if his if his intention is good alhamdulillah if his intention is bad i will kill him with his own sword you don't worry you don't have to worry about Umar because he was another warrior he said what's he going to do i will i will kill him with his own sword they opened the door he came he stood before mr sallam rasul sallam we don't we don't see or we don't talk about this aspect of the prophet sallam but nabi sallam was also an enormously strong man he was very very tough he was extremely tough he was very powerful we don't usually talk about that right imagine the hijra imagine walking 450 miles in the desert can you imagine i mean <laughs> easy to talk or talk this stuff right if you walk from here to new york is 200 miles is twice twice the more than twice that distance walking in the desert we're not talking highways they walked Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was a very powerful man there was a man called Rukana and this is on a side note who was a professional wrestler so Rukana came to Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam one day and he said I will accept Islam if you can beat me in wrestling now what does wrestling have to do with Islam right but you know people are people are people so he said if you can if you can throw me if you can beat me because he was an unbeaten champion so he said if you can beat me in wrestling I will accept Islam Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said okay come So he came Rasulullah picked him up and he picked him up and threw him. So Rukhana he went flying through the air on the ground. He he got up he said no no this is accidental. This this huh? this didn't happen. <laughs> so Rasulullah said okay do it again. He picked him up through him a second time. He fell down. He said what? How how is this possible? Not possible. So Rasulullah said okay you want a third time? He said yes if you third now if you throw me I, I will accept it. He picked him and threw him again third time. So he said, "Ashhadu an la ilaha So now Umar ibn al-Khattab went there, and when Umar ibn al-Khattab is standing there, Rasulullah grabbed him by his shirt like this, and he forced him to his knees. Imagine, here's a huge, big, powerful man. Can you imagine just forcing him down to his knees? He forced him to his knees, and he said, "What do you want, Ya Umar?" Said Umar, "Ya Rasulullah, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa Ashhadu anna Rasulullah." I have come to accept Islam. and then they told him they said last night rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made dua and said ya allah give me one of the two umars umar bin hisham or umar bin al khattab umar bin hisham was the name of abu jahl yeah. sometimes i wonder if nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ya allah give me both huh? allah would have given him this is the bashirat of allah this is the hikmat of allah this is the dua of nabi nabi alaihi salam we, we don't just as a matter of thinking you know it's, it's our thing but Allah knows best Allah knows what he is the best and what he does Now when Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu became muslim 
then I, that is, this is now Omar's nature, right? So he became Muslim. He said, Ya Rasulullah, all this Baitul Arkham secret, uh, you know, praying. No, we will pray in the Kaaba. He said, that is the house of Allah. Why should we hide behind anybody? So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then, they went out in two, two lines, two processions. One was led by Warad al-Khattab and one was led by uh, Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam walking in the middle and the Muslims behind them and they marched through the street and they went in the haram and they prayed and Warad al-Khattab said, anybody wants his wife to become a widow, come here. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the dawa of Umar ibn al-Khattab That's when the Muslims became they stopped needing to fear anybody. So we are going to pray, and this is the house of Allah. We pray here; nobody can stop us. This is the nature of Umar ibn al-Khattab Inshallah, in the light Allah, we'll talk more. But these are the examples. The lesson we learn from here is that Islam is not something we hide. Islam is not something we, you know, we try to change our appearance and change our names and change and whatnot and, and hide under some table somewhere. No. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this beautiful deen and He gave it to us with the responsibility of communicating it to others. How can I communicate? How can I sell something that I am not even proud of myself? How can I sell something that I don't even like? If I want to sell something, I should be the example of it. I should be the one using it and living it, right? And that is the most important thing for me and you to remember and say that, Alhamdulillah, we are Muslim, we are proud of being Muslim, and this means that we will practice Islam ourselves to the best of our ability, and inshallah, we will communicate it to anyone else who wants to know. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us standard bearers of Islam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us those who live and practice and walk and talk Islam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us those who will become the means of guidance for others and beacons of guidance for others. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us in ways that we cannot understand and imagine.